0: The Virgo archetype started yesterday, August 23 at 3.02 in the morning, Pacific Daylight Time, Eastern Time at 6.02 in the morning, and Hawaii just two minutes after midnight. Today is August 24th, 2019, and this program repeats Thursday, August 29, morning, 6 to 7 Pacific Daylight Time. Talk Cosmos kicks off Virgo, With Virgo Cosmic Collaborations, individual commentaries by three astrologers, each voicing their thoughts about a fundamental Virgo and Sixth House archetypal energy, refining and nurturing wholeness. Astrologers speaking today will be myself, Talk Cosmos host Sue Rose Minahan, evolutionary astrologer from Seattle, Washington. And scheduled Saturday, September 14, Tara All, Evolutionary and Soul-Centered Astrologer from Los Angeles, California. And you'll find Tara's archived talks in Capricorn earlier this year on January 19, 2019. Scheduled Saturday, September twenty-first, June Rose Trimbach, Modern Hellenistic Mythological Astrologer from Olympia, Washington, and you'll find June's archived talk in Taurus last year on May 12, 2018. To find the complete guest information and schedule, go to our website, talkcosmos.com. And you may be listening live online at 1150kknw.com, or you may be listening to archives posted on Podcast 1 through iTunes, where you can subscribe to the weekly Talk Cosmos programs. And you'll also find the Podcast One audio past episode link at TalkCosmos.com. Thanks for listening as Talk Cosmos Virgo Cosmic Collaboration sends Virgo's healing light for nurturing your wholeness. Every word of this subject title, Refinement and Nurturing Wholeness, is a treasure of the natural zodiac, sixth house of Virgo. Wholeness remains the goal, which in itself can be an illusion to pursue, but yet a constant to experience in its greater depth. So what might experiencing wholeness mean? It's increasing awareness of our inner self, of who we are within. This Ongoing recognition allows us to connect our inner interior self and our exterior world to be more and more alike energetically as it shows up in our process of manifestation. So we experience that sense of increasing wellness rather than fragmentation when mind, body, emotion, or spirit split and get fragmented from our sense of awareness. And or possibly where intentions and desires or manifestations may bring personal frustration, inadequacy, feelings, or defeat, or perhaps even feeling sabotaged. Though these feelings or situations often force personality adjustments with a spiritual intention to make us realize life operates to teach us what we need for our personal growth and development. The late and great humanist astrologer Dane Rujar explained in a renowned book, Astrological Houses. The sixth house represents fundamentally everything that deals with personal crisis, he says. What counts is the attitude taken because, he says, how we meet crisis of needing personal change shows how an individual can grow and become transformed. Rudhar adds, the basic significance, and that's of the sixth house, is that of personal growth. Be ye transformed. And I love this empowering phrase he says. To be creative is to be an agent of transformation and to use crisis to its fullest for successful metamorphosis of healing. I also love the guiding promise he writes. To grow is to become what you are potentially and to achieve the essential purpose of your life as a whole. The Buddhist philosophy supports this importance of the Virgo archetype by advocating to contemplate your life through self-reflection so to help heal our life by becoming consciously aware what's going on with us and within us and in other words to also meditate. Meditation it's frequently meant you know it's mentioned with wholeness the wholeness of our mind body and spirit in meditative practices the focus centers on the inside reaching the soul the inner spirit that connects us to all and connects us to the spirit essence of the great divine consciousness signified as life of love of light of energy The basis of nurturing, refining and nurturing wholeness is absolutely a function of Sixth House. It relates to the great mythology of the Greek goddess Ceres, C-E-R-E-S, renamed Demetra. In Roman mythology, the Virgo archetype works on the theme of nurturing our wholeness through its classic myth involving a deep underworld story, a shamanic journey of utter transformation of nurturing through a total loss. Ceres, the Greek mother goddess of grain, agriculture, food, sustenance, cherished and revered. She provided the abundance from the land to eat. Ceres tragically felt she had lost her daughter Persephone to the lord of the underworld, the god Pluto. Although ultimately Persephone became the queen and goddess of her own transformational experience, no longer the maid of her mother, but a goddess joined with a husband, the god Pluto of Hades, where souls go when they die. Ceres refused for the crops to grow until Persephone was returned on earth. It brings up the ancient triform goddesses of maiden, mother crone, but what of the natural sexual union of mates. Persephone personifies this threshold from virginal maid to wifely union. That isn't always said in the myths I read relating the agony Ceres suffers while her daughter is below earth. It could be said this is a rites of passage, the blossoming of a flower, and then the fruit, or the seasons of the earth with winter without sun, and then the seed sprouting in spring with rain and warmer weather, on perhaps a personal level, both Ceres and Persephone's enacted a period of deep meditation while separated and resulted in a newly defined relationship to the self. In a sense, Ceres withdraws part of the year to hibernate within to appease her suffering while losing her daughter, which is the winter season on earth. And Persephone rejoices within her meditated union with her whole self when she leaves earth to unite with her spirit, as indicated going below the surface of the earth, where the roots grow, as life renews and energy never dies, only transforms. So returning to earth, she exhibits the full force of vegetation growth to nurture others. Ceres, Wherever it is in your chart represents how we nurture ourselves in that area. And nurturing ourselves ultimately means nurturing through love, looking for what produces our personal growth process. Ceres, not Ceres, but well, Ceres, yes, Ceres and Virgo, they truly desire growth, like the abundance of the ancient goddess Ceres who nurtured crops growing and providing life's sustenance on earth. Virgo's an earth sign, an immutable sign, the mutable earth sign. No wonder Persephone could travel below and above the earth. The signs below the horizon, and that's the horizon of earth, the first six signs of which Virgo's the last, are subjectively oriented, concerned with their development of self in seeing life through that lens. Virgo exudes... Total self-capacity, it works to harvest what it nourishes, caring for itself, giving through its work and service to others what it reaps. New Zealand astrologer Alan Clay, an author of Sedna Consciousness, the dwarf planet orbiting the very outer limit of our solar system, relates Ceres energy as transmuting the moon's emotional security into Ceres sustenance and nurturing of our spiritual Security and sense of place on planet Earth. And as an aside, for those of you who may wonder about Sedna, Alan Clay adds that Sedna transmutes Ceres' nurturing sense of place on Earth into a transpersonal nurturing of our spirituality and in an evolutionary cycle. What about this idea of refinement? Why and how is this so important to Virgo? Refining is a mercurial function. Sorting, sifting, choosing, discerning. What information is pertinent, useful for the intention needed for a purpose? It's only Mercury, the god guardian of both Gemini and Virgo, that travels to Hades, the underworld, as a messenger for Zeus, the king of gods. Mercury tells Persephone, don't ingest anything, but she does, eating six pomegranate seeds, representing persistence of life, fertility, regeneration, and a symbol of the insolubility of marriage, because a pomegranate bush was revered for beauty, sanctuary, fertility, and abundance. To appease Ceres, Zeus grants Persephone to be, re- to be reunited with her mother above the earth for half the year, when the crops flourish and Ceres nurtures the land, but then to die during winter, when Persephone returns below earth to be goddess of Hades, wife to Pluto of the underworld and deceased souls. Essentially, you could say Persephone integrated the information to choose part of the information for her eventual transformation. She refined the information from Mercury on the mental level to choose her need for personal growth as a goddess and to experience life in both realms on earth and below. One could say that the meditative source within and the external growth of new life above get embodied in her transformation as a goddess and what we must do to go within to discover how to nurture our own best potential for growth. Refinement also has a lot to do with figuring out purpose. Life purpose, that's a fundamental drive that we individuals desire. Hay House Oracle master Colette Baron-Reed recently said in one of her videos online, Your purpose finds you as you liberate yourself to be a more authentic you from the inside out, learning stuff, releasing what doesn't work. It's Virgo guardian planet Mercury's ability of applying discernment to the vast store of information and personal introspection where we define what limiting beliefs to release You know, science refines concepts all the time, dumping old ideas because of new data, changing perception. Recently, since the black hole picture was publicized, May 2019, science noticed a star relatively near to Earth, numbered HD140283, and dubbed Methylusa, after the biblical figure, who's supposed to live to 969 years old, because it appears to be older than the universe that was indicated, you know, since the time of the apparent Big Bang. And this star Methuselah, Methuselah and uh, pardon me for not saying that right, Methuselah, has very little iron, suggesting it was formed before this element iron became common in the universe. The stars, 14 and a half billion years old, versus the universe's supposed start at 13.8 billion years. And now, science is wondering about the Big Bang Theory, according to Dr. Matthews of the UK's Royal Astronomical Society. Science is wondering if, perhaps, matters constantly being created, and the universe had no beginning having existed forever. I'm so delighted with this possibility. I've long felt this could well be a factor. This certainly corresponds with the hermetic code that energy is never destroyed, only reformed, and along with Einstein. And it's similar to Persephone, sharing the realms of Hades and Earth, so to nourish our souls through both meditation and then through food sustenance upon joining her mother's series on Earth.
1: That was your host of Talk Cosmos, Sue Rose Minahan, introducing the Virgo Archetype. Sue will provide another segment later in this cosmic collaboration, but coming up next, you will hear from Tara All, who will be speaking on September 14th, and for the programs on August 31st and September 7th, Sue Rose Minahan will be joined by Madam Simon and then Dana Bernbach.
2: Hey, this is Tara All, evolutionary astrologer, currently based in Los Angeles. And you can reach me or find me or learn more about what I do on my website at www.terra, T A R A All, spelled A A L dot com and I am contributing to cosmic collaborations on Virgo refining and nurturing wholeness. And so Virgo, Virgo is such a rich archetype and there are so many directions to go with Virgo, but I feel like I'll just share what's been going on in my current life because it's been very Virgo-esque for me. in my uh, current progress chart, I just have Virgo lined up. So, here's the thing. With Virgo, there always underneath is this need down to get to the accurate sense of self. Um, And so whether we realize it or not, if we're working with Virgo energy, there's a drive to peel back the layers, to strip away what's false, to clean out the closets to dig in and to really figure out, you know, who am I? Uh, But the who am I oftentimes gets um, transposed or (laughs) just shared with everything around us, right? So that same level of peeling back and trying to uh, find the quote-unquote problems or quote-unquote issues and resolve them to get things cleaned up, right? We can think of Virgo's operation cleanup. So instead of focusing on um, the internal piece, um, which is the intention with Virgo as a yin sign, it's very easy to get caught up in the external environment and trying to control it. And to apply those same tendencies to get down to the source of those things, right? Um, Or to to break things down down and just in some ways just rip them apart and so with virgo it's so important to have tolerance to have a certain level of being able to just be patient with the way life is happening you know the 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 way that we really come into wholeness is by appreciating uh all the parts and how they work together and Virgo's wonderful at that because it helps us hone in on the individual pieces, right? With Virgo, we all of a sudden have a much larger appreciation for how, you know, the fifth cog in the wheel is doing its thing. Uh, Whereas otherwise, we might not appreciate it. But at the same time, we can get stuck in that little piece. Um, You know, many of us have, you know, used the analogy of, you know, the centipede you know, walking along and going just fine. And this, you know, this may have come from Jeffrey Wolf Green. I don't remember the originator. I think it's from his material, but this idea that the centipede is doing just fine as it walks along, but when it tries to focus on leg number eight, right? Everything just goes into paralysis. And that's the thing with Virgo. We, we forget the overall purpose, which is to bring us into wholeness. And the idea of the accurate sense of self. It's not about cleaning up the dirty parts or the parts that are bad or somehow uh, not good enough. It's about really getting down to the essence of who we are in, the, in, in that entirety. And so there is this need with Virgo to embrace as we do this sort of shredding or ripping apart. You know, there's, there's no sign better than Virgo at getting in there and finding the one little thing that's causing things to not work as well as they could. Right? And that that same gift, which is why you know so many healers and, and so many healing practices, you know, we find Virgo is such um Virgos are in those fields so often because they're so good at finding that one thing and making the little adjustments, making making the the refinements. And that's a beautiful thing, but when it goes overboard it becomes uh, a destructive, destructive thing. And in that uh, destructive nature, uh, instead of revealing the pure essence of what something is, there becomes a certain level of almost believing that the essence itself isn't good enough, which isn't the purpose, right? It, it, who we are is perfect. Now we have layers of you know, thought patterns and history and reactions and uh, emotional trauma and all kinds of things tied up in that. But I mean the real pure essence of who we are is already perfect. There's nothing to clean up about that. It's all the things surrounding, you know, that need some um, breaking down. So, you know, back to this idea of tolerance, you know, the, the, the ability to let evolution happen You know, without getting totally stuck in the crunch of it, but being able to be in the crunch of it and at the same time see the bigger picture uh, is uh, is something that really will serve Virgo well. And all of us have Virgo, you know, somewhere in you know in our chart. So you know, truly, it serves all of us well. But I think we can't overemphasize that. Wholeness doesn't come from breaking things apart. It comes from accepting and loving and honoring how it all works together. Now, the breaking apart the pieces can be part of coming to that understanding, but the parts will never equal up to the whole. And so, you know, um, back to the beginning when I had shared here what I really wanted to do is talk about what's going on with me right now, uh, personally with Virgo Energy, and it's, you know, I'm finding myself under a lot of criticism in my external world. Criticism. Criticism about what I do, how I'm doing it, uh, how I am. And it's interesting because in that place of receiving that criticism, I am finding a new spaciousness with it. I don't like it, and this doesn't mean that I don't have moments of being reactive with it, but I get it. And one of the reasons why I get it and I get the place that it comes from is from my personal study of astrology and in particular, my understanding of Virgo. The need in Virgo to rip those things apart, the need in Virgo to point out the mistake Right? To point out the flaw. It's not the intention of Virgo, but it's one of the coping mechanisms of Virgo. Uh, And until that is matured into a real ability to kind of tease into things, feel around into the space and then do what is really needed. Until that happens, it comes across very harshly at times. You know, um, Virgo can be just harsh. There's a harshness to it, you know? It's interesting because Virgo being mutable earth is sand, right? And so imagine if you get sand stuck in in your underwear, sand stuck in your socks, right? Like it's rough and it rubs you the wrong way. And that's one of the things that can happen with that Virgo energy. When it's not yet, I would say, in my mind, you know, integrating enough of the Pisces allowance, enough of the Pisces um, compassion for what is. So I think... I think the only other thing that I would add about my experience with Virgo is it's really easy to take that sort of frustration with not being able to be as good as you want to be you'll not be able to control yourself or the things around you uh, well enough to bring them into the type of order that you think that they should be in you know there's there's a difficulty in living in a space of feeling like the work is never done because it will never, ever, 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 ever be good enough. And so, if we can channel that in a new direction, which is, you are enough, enough just as you are, and then, step aside from that and figure out what can really make a difference, right? Look at what you're working with, Virgo rules tools, right? What are you working with? What do you have? Can you understand the real core essence of what it is that you're either needing, wanting, and then can you apply those tools and ways to really make things better and to chisel away at the things that really do need to go so that you can reveal, you know, the, the richness and back to our key word here, wholeness of what is inside. And that takes some courage, takes some courage to be willing to make some mistakes to be willing to acknowledge that it may not always be quote unquote right according to certain standards you hold in your mind but if you drop into your heart and fully embody Virgo energy there is no better way to bring amazing works of art to bring healing to bring health and to bring in a solid sense of humility that comes from a place of having thoroughly investigated one's own inner terrain and taken ownership for it, and that's a beautiful thing.
1: You just heard from Tara All, who will be speaking on September 14th. At this time we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Sue Rose Minahan will add on to her discussion of Virgo from earlier in this cosmic collaboration about the two motions concerning Earth and Astrology's horoscope.
0: While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yin period of Virgo. By leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, the energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. As a mutable Earth sign, duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines, heals, or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services to control nature's chaos and maximize efficiency.
2: Hello, this is Madam Simon, archetypal astrologer and tarot reader, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness.
1: Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web Welcome back to Talk Cosmos And this week you're listening to a cosmic collaboration Which brings together shorter segments of each guest for each archetype Now let's hear from Sue Rose Minahan's second segment Which he has provided for the Virgo collaboration
0: There are two motions concerning Earth in Astrology's horoscope. I consider we look inward, looking at ourselves, how and what we can improve because of the interplay between these two motions. That that's how we operate, in other words. That we look inward, how we can improve things. And it is an interplay between these two motions. The first is the primary motion. It involves the Earth spinning on its north-south axis. A-X-I-S. Earth spins from west towards east, meeting the sun rising on the horoscopes ascendant in the east during the daylight, giving us daylight, and meeting the sun's setting on the horoscope's descendant, that's represented on the horoscope's descendant, in the west, where the sun appears to be setting as we turn away, continuing in our eastward direction. This means that the horizon line on the horoscope literally represents Earth's surface. So above the horizon is Earth's surface, and the horoscope houses are lit by the sun in the daytime as they are in the sky, but below this horizon line is where the sun sets beneath the horizon, with the Earth spinning away from the sun. So it gets increasingly dark below the horizon, and this is where the second quadrant houses, including Cancer, Leo, and Virgo, remain. And it's where the light's diminishing until the fourth house this is going backwards actually, apparently, but it's going westward. And the fourth house becomes a darkest section of the horoscope. Sun white lies. You know, sun pertaining to the sunlight. It's Earth's westward clockwise motion leaving the sun that symbolically has us recognize. This need to look within for light, to help us see what it is that we want to improve. That's the Virgo emphasis. The secondary motion, and that's what it's called, involves Earth again, but it's Earth's orbit traveling around the sun. Earth orbits the sun's ecliptic path, that's the sun's path, in a counterclockwise motion. And that's the familiar direction of the zodiac, where the fifth house Leo is followed by the sixth house Virgo, and then again followed by the seventh house of Libra, to continue on through the horoscope. And that's this interplay that Virgo has between the fifth house and the seventh house of great importance. In the sixth house, directly below the sun, when it sets on the descendant, is where we complete our personal development, and it's in preparation to become ready to make a partnership in the following seventh house of Libra. You know, it sits above this horizon line, the Earth's surface, before the sun sets, and that's as sun, not as sun, but as the Earth spins on its axis, clockwise, west to east and moving around the sun counterclockwise. It's the external path orbiting the sun as we contemplate who we are and chose how to refine whatever it is we desire to change before we prepare to meet in the seventh above the horizon and get back into the light where we shine what we are to somebody else. And let's remember that the sixth house Virgo development, it follows fiery fifth house Leo creating manifestation to shine like its guardian luminary, the sun, bountiful upon all that greets its energy, confident in its gift to provide warmth and life source for itself and others through its generosity of spirit form, whatever that may be. But in Virgo, the sixth house of the natural zodiac horoscope The self continues to polish and refine its personal development through an emphasis to perfect and refine what once may have seemed a blazing empowerment, but in which one might detect could be lacking in some manner and needs to be improved. Perhaps the final product, or whatever the manifestation might have been, was rejected, or it may have felt like it failed, or perhaps later on one just realizes it needed more work. Following the 6th house of Virgo is the 7th house, Libra, and that's where the other person comes into the equation in a relationship or partnership to the self. So this entire Virgo energy of refining and nurturing wholeness prepares us to perfect for a very successful partnership in the Libra architect. Looking at the horoscope itself, Mars, in the sky right now began transiting in that specific daylight time in Virgo late August 17th and will continue until August, not August, but October 3rd, influencing our actions, because that's Mars, actions, and desires moving forward, which Mars wants to do, goes forward, and ultimately these are synced through the energy of Virgo, but interestingly it began in Leo, And it will be the stellium. All the other energies that Mars is talking to are in Leo. And then, as it ends, all those planets are in Libra. So it's really the mediator in between. And so what does this mean? It means finding some refinement in some form of your energy that you love to exhibit with your Leo manifestation and find nurturing wholeness through this work day by day as the Sun, sign stellium of six planets transit from Leo through Virgo to Libra. Yet Mars in Virgo is introspecting, task-oriented, day-to-day working to refine and nurture wholeness of Virgo energy. Here are a couple energetic windows to consider as you look for your inner self's desires and choose what to release so to to refine your purpose. Today, August 24th, in the morning at 10.04 Pacific Time in Seattle, Venus, planet of love and values and Mars of action, are exactly aligned at 4 degrees Virgo. That's 4 degrees 7 seconds. Next week... August 30th, Mercury, the planet of thinking and communication, discerning information. Guardian of Virgo, helping us to discern what's useful and more than that, what might be the limiting beliefs to let go of. And that's so that we can reset our direction and reconnect ourselves with the intention of our higher purpose and meaning in life for a purpose or purposes that can find us. Once we clear out from ourselves what isn't useful, that's old and outdated. September 1st, the sun aligns with Mars and Virgo and Philip Sedgwick, research astrologer, author, asks, what do you really, really, really want? Find a way that fits and do the steps because every step indeed adds up. So when you compare it mentally, that's a full, to what's perfect on the full moon on the 13th, Mercury of thought, Venus of Heart and Values, they will be at 29 degrees at the very end of Virgo to ask you to let go of old ideas, the emotional attachment to those bad ideas, and take in new ideas that will solidify the foundation. So yes, Virgo is definitely the sign of hard work. But through introspecting who we are and letting go of the unneeded for the new, it opens the way of doing detailed action to create what we desire aligned with our best value. So here's the best to all of you.
1: And again, that was your host of Talk Cosmos, Sue Rose Minahan, with her second segment in this collaboration. And last but not least is our final guest for the Virgo Archetype, June Rose Trimbach, who will be joining the program on September 21st.
3: Hi, this is June Rose Trimbach. I'm an astrologer and I'm a modern astrologer who uses traditional techniques and modern ideas about astrology and old ideas about astrology both. And I'm here to talk about Virgo. And I'm standing here right now looking at how beautiful it is this time of year, end of the summer, with the greens all out and thinking about the harvest and the colors in the landscape this time of year. The browns, golds, reds, and still the green. Thinking about Virgo as that autumnal autumnal sign. And we're not there yet. It's still season but we will be soon very soon um, as I'm recording this I'm recording this in advance it's still Leo season but Virgo is a really interesting sign I think it's a, a really beautiful sign you know we have this whole idea of the Green goddess and the gift of green to people the gift of sustenance and then also the gift of knowledge and technical understanding of things and i'm recording this outside so it gets a little windy but i like being out here in the landscape because you can really feel the seasonal energy of virgo and what that really means you know have the whole motif of grain dying the grain harvest right and the harvest of life and then soon to be after that the death the ending of the year you know And um, we have this connection to wheat, right, seen in the Virgo constellation, right, or sort of how that's pictured with the goddess, you know, gifting the wheat to people and gifting the book of knowledge. And Virgos, you know, have, Virgo people have that reputation of being um, very analytical, You know, the mind that can sort through the grain. The mind that can make sure everyone is fed. It's, right, a human sign. It has to do with people, right? And connecting. And how can we figure out a way to make this work? And what is our service, right? And there is that connection, the work. And so feeling into... You know, we have the modern notion of the sixth house being associated with Virgo. And in the sixth house, we fall into matter, right? It's a descent. It's what happens just after sunset, right? We get the sense of, you know, the shifting of things, the changing of things. You know, mutable seasons are when the seasons change and shift and things dissolve. Mutable people are very dissolving in that, you know... They're kind of seeking, they're kind of on the outskirts of things, right? They're kind of reflective people, tend to be anyway. Um, and so as we feel into the sixth house, what it means to descend into matter, and I do think of the celestial kind of constellation goddess gifting us the the grain of wheat and, you know, you know, there can be that connotation of the six that is connected with health, right? And a sort of Virgo way of um, I think of Mercury in that way how Mercury is connected with plants and plant lore and astrologers and these sort of intellectual identification things, right? We need a lot of that kind of intellectual sorting of things to understand astrology, to understand herbalism but there's also the other part, the part of spirit and I think of this with like Virgo's wings. And it's it's a realm that's trying to marry the two and connect the two. And we see this in the sixth house too, I think, right? Especially in its polarity to the to the twelfth, which we often have spiritual, deep spiritual problems that lead to knowings. And there's this kind of polarity there. And I think it exists, you know, with Virgo and Pisces too. And there is a strong sense of double-bodiedness in this way, intellect and spirit, right? Because to truly understand plants, you know, you have both sides of things, right? And Virgo, being an earth sign, it does have this this connection with plants and the earth and mercury has this connection so what does it mean for us I mean I think the synthesizing quality that mercury has and that the mutable signs have in terms of just seeking a lot of different experiences in life and being open to kind of wandering and learning you know the mutable signs are mercury jupiter signs we have this sense of an adventure an adventure of thought and an adventure of spirit And this exists in Virgo too, right? It is, you know, when we're talking about material duties, right? There's sometimes a spiritual cause, right? And I often think of people kind of sort of mired in difficult situations and how it's a puzzle from many sides to unravel and understand. And so I think Virgo is looking to understand something in this way in general, right? It's like there's a whole practical, analytical, mind based thing that tends to anxiety cause anxiety, tend towards anxiety. And then we have, you know, the reality that anxiety lifts, lives within the stomach. A lot of Virgo people struggle with <laughs> Anxiety and upset stomach and upset digestion, especially if it's, you know, afflicted in some way. But um, there's that connection, right, between the mind and the body. It's very mercurial, that connection of, um, you know, our nerves and our senses being connected to our thoughts, being connected to our bodies. It's like all of the connections are so important because that's what mercury does, you know. Mercury also... Contest, but it mercury is like you know roads and pathways right mercury is the ruler of virgo of course that's why i'm talking about mercury so it's an interesting thing um virgo virgo energy can be quite quite devotional a little sacrificial at times um and i think I think, you know, it depends, you know, if we're talking about natal astrology, a lot depends on the specifics of the chart, right? But if we're talking about Virgo season, right? And, of course, in the southern hemisphere, we won't have this kind of turning to fall thing. We'll have the turning to spring thing. but um, Or rather, we have, you know, the dissolution of summer in the northern hemisphere here. So I guess a lot of the question is how to navigate into Virgo season and what will it really kind of be like for us. You know, we still have the opposition to Neptune and Pisces, right? So we're still kind of working with this interesting thing that comes up during Virgo season where, you know, we have this um, these aspects, this opposition to Neptune and Pisces. So this especially shows up, you know, this axis, this polarity, In what, you know, what I was talking about was spirit and intellect kind of trying to come together, right? But they oppose each other. And I often think with oppositions, there's a really interesting thing where oppositions actually have a lot in common with each other, right? They're the same modality and they're, the signs are of the same sect, right? Diurnal or nocturnal. And so they're being the same modality and of the same sect. There's this kind of inherent, um something about them, right, so Virgo and Pisces are both nocturnal, nighttime, nighttime signs, and they're both mutable signs, so kind of wandering through the night, wandering, and the night is also the earth, the physical incarnation, right, earth and water, right, we have the emotional, sort of intuitive side of things, the sort of earth and solid material kind of thing, and so it's a question of getting those two to kind of work together, I think, and, you know, some people may have, maybe on more, you know, one side than the other, um, but as long as we have Neptune and Pisces, you know, we're going to be working that other side, really into the, into the otherworldly, right, and into the mystery, and the unknown, and confusion, illusion, and looking for the truth to really understand what's deeper, I mean, that's Neptune and you know, Neptune is passing um, you at sea, you know, it's being lost at sea and what is the mystery counted there and what, you know, what dies I mean, there is something about a Neptune transit that can feel deathly at some times but it's more otherworldly, right and those two worlds are similar and they're connected but in um, this conversation, it's very free-flowing I, you know We're just kind of opening up and exploring things. And um... I think the main takeaway, just to summarize, is that we have to find where we belong and what our service is and what our work is with Virgo. I think there's a calling to get back to simple things, simple things like sustenance, food, work, and to find joy through work. I think this season can be a little hard when we have strong Neptune aspects and we feel drawn into fantasy and into the other world and into our dream life and we're more tired and sluggish than usual. But I think that there's a huge potential with the Virgo Pisces axis to find meaning in work and meaning and service and to find, you know, something that speaks to a larger, a larger sense of purpose in the world. I mean, that's kind of what Jupiter signs are all about, Pisces being a Jupiter sign and, you know, Virgo on the other hand is about implementing that, making it work, finding, you know, finding the service, keeping the keeping the spaces clean and organized in order that this bigger, more meaningful work, you know, can happen and they're the same thing, right, is the other thing, like simple tasks, right, are, are deeply meaningful and akin to great things and there's this lovely sympathy between the two and I think that's what Virgo is is kind of about. So, so thank you for listening. And my website is JuneRoseAstrology.com if you're
0: interested. So, take care. Okay, bye. Thanks for your interest. Listening to Top Cosmos second season, showcasing cosmic collaborations with individual commentaries to begin each astrological archetype. The goals to liberate the astrologer's voice on a similar subject, because despite possible repetition of material, each astrologer presents a diverse perspective, linking that subject and material to deepen our understanding. Thank you again for sharing Talk Cosmos Enthusiasm. Today is August 24 and repeats next Thursday morning, August 29, 6 to 7 in the morning, Pacific Daylight Time. Next week, Saturday, August 31st, repeating September 5, Madam Simon, an archetypal astrologer, tarot reader, and visionary fine artist from Bainbridge Island, Washington, will join a conversation based on the Virgo new moon at 6 degrees and with six Virgo planets, including Mars and Venus, representing how we may connect our daily action with essential healing values. Madam Simon's archival 2019 talks are January 26th in Capricorn and May 4th in Taurus. Talk Cosmos airs twice on Seattle's AM 1150, on Saturday evening at 6 p.m., and Thursday morning at 6 a.m. You can access 1150 KKNW's live listen button online several ways online website, 1150kknw.com, download the app, KKNW AM, subscribe now through iTunes, podcast1.com, partnering with 1150kknw. Find Podcast One link for past episodes since April 7, 2018 on TopCosmos.com website, where you'll find complete guest information and TalkCosmos schedule. And by clicking any event schedule date, you'll see the sun, moon, astrological degrees, and any other astrological events for that week. Till we connect next week, August 31 or September 5th, thank you, fantastic souls. May you celebrate and sustain your life force. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.